to always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Zach. And I'm Zar. Well, it's happened again. From the wonderful mind of Zach, we have another quick and new segment that we are going to be going through today. Zach, what are we doing? All right, to our viewers, I hope you liked uh, unplanned, total chaos, and lots of bullshit. Because from the mind of me, and um, somewhat improvised with uh, JP and Zar, yeah. we've come up with... Half-baked, quick news and rumors. This is a bunch of stuff that we couldn't fit into our articles that you'll be that you couldn't hear from on Wednesday, but they were still important enough that we think you guys need to know about. So we're gonna give you kind of the too long, didn't read, didn't have enough time. You're busy people, so we're gonna tell you what the news is. We're gonna give you our like thoughts that'll go at most to five minutes because you know Zara and I like to talk a lot. Truth. And uh, yeah, we're gonna roll with it and um, let us know what you think, and uh, maybe we'll do it again. Maybe it'll be a hot fire and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Total side note, guys. Czar is a complete idiot and just realized that TLDR means too long didn't read. What did you think it meant? I I have no idea. I just rolled with it whenever you guys said it. <laughs> I just want to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I kept up the charade pretty well, though. Stop. Stop mispronouncing words. <laughs> You're not hoosling us, Czar. <laughs> There's no such thing as hustling people. I was trying to think of some way to work in Kalur, but it escaped me. Are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> Still happening. It is time for half-baked takes, things that we thought were less important, but still kind of important, and that's why we're putting them here. All right, Zach, <laughs> you said you're taking the lead, and by God, I love it when Zach takes the lead. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So our first quick news and rumors is, this one's not even a rumor at all. This is just quick news that we thought was really cool. The Crisis remake released on YouTube, the trailer released on YouTube, and full 8K resolution. Guys, you want to talk about a way to sell your console? Show me pretty graphics. What did you guys think of this? Holy shit. I mean, I know we coined the phrase wicked shiny, but this th these graphics go above and beyond anything wicked shiny. It was... Call this trailer Goku, baby, because it's looking for a way to go even further beyond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, holy crap, just a side-by-side -side comparison. Like, I mean, when we were watching the trailers before, like the PlayStation State of Play, where they showed the PlayStation 5, the first things, the PlayStation 5 didn't look that much better than PlayStation 4. It just didn't. Like, I mean, like, it looked better... But it, it didn't have that same jump as Xbox 360 to the Xbox One in the PS4. And so seeing Crisis with this like side by side from like an Xbox 360 when the Crisis originally was 2007, I think it might even be the PC version. So it was still probably maybe even higher in the Xbox 360 to um, what current gen. And they didn't, did it say in the YouTube guys what this was running on? I don't actually remember. I was too mesmerized by the bootyfulness. You know, if you want to show off how great your game is about to look, 
there's no better way to do it than one like uh, kind of a forest scenery because like everything going on on like with the trees and the ground and like you know foliage and stuff like that love me some foliage i love foliage <laughs> all the leaves <laughs> So yeah, the foliage on the ground and the trees and just the shading, because keep in mind that these new textures are gonna include ray tracing too, to the point where I'm looking at some of these pictures and I can't even tell the difference anymore between game and life. Look right. at this rain and the water. Right. Oh my God. When your television becomes a window. You know, 2020 has been pretty awful, but this, this was nice. So, okay, they're talking 8K gaming. Zach. Would you please explain how pixels work and what 8K actually is? All right, JP, hear me out, hear me out. So there's 4K, right? Okay. This is uh, 4K, but even further beyond. Bruh. (laughs) It's 4K times two. (laughs) (laughs) Math. JP, you're very, you're very smart at this. As far as I know, it's like the resolution gets by, it's like something by 4160, right? So you might have asked yourself the question, 4K, 8K. What HD, what does that all really mean? So it's all about the pixels of your television and its ability to kind of light up and give you the picture that you're looking for. So your average TV screen is going to be, you know, when they say 1080p, what that actually means is the span of, you know, the length of the television is about 1080 pixels. Well, 4K is four times that amount of pixels. So If you think about it that way, if 1080p is HD, then 4K is like four times more pixels than the required amount of pixels to make HD. So that's already just phenomenal. That's how we're getting these amazing pictures and you know how sporting events and television and obviously video games are all looking fantastic. And now even further beyond, baby. Even further. (laughs) 8K is twice as many pixels as what is required for 4K, and now eight times as many pixels as what is required to be considered HD. So what you're saying is they went from high definition to hyper definition? Super definition. Oh man. I'm trying to fit fit in more (laughs) Dragon Ball Z references. (laughs) Ultra instinct. Go even farther beyond. (laughs) This isn't even my final form. Hold on, guys. I got to charge for three episodes. Give me a second. (laughs) Okay, so all jokes aside, this is not what you're going to get when you buy the PS4 version of Crisis or the Xbox One version of Crisis. This is going to be maybe on the PS5. Mainly, I think this is going to be like the really high-end computers that you show off to your friends when you're lonely or something. I don't have a 2070 Super in my gaming PC to not run this. This looks like it's going to be amazing. We don't even know anything about the story or what's going on. We're all just sold on how it looks. You don't buy Crisis for the story. Come on, JP, you know better. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just a, a Crisis remaster, essentially, and... The goal of that is basically like Far Cry. You go through a jungle, you stealthily murder a bunch of people, and you use a bow and arrow and look like a total badass. And that's basically all you need to know. All right, boys, we hit the five-minute mark. Oh, shit. Yeah, Zar, shut up. God. Okay. Um, (laughs) I thought that was a good closing point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Zar, good job. Okay, next up, we have Metroid Prime 4 being leaked by a French retailer. How many French retailers can we handle? <laughs> WTT is the uh, the people who le- who leaked Witcher three way back in like September of twenty. God, was that eighteen or twenty nineteen? 
I think it was 2019, and it was like a month before Witcher got shown off. Everyone was like, no way Witcher 3 can run on Switch. But it did. Did it look as great as the Xbox One? Not even close. No. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> but it worked, all right? <laughs> so um, do you guys think that Metroid Prime 4 is even remotely close to coming out? No. Not at all. 2025. (laughs) F.U.'s are. And to our viewers, if you listen to us, you remember that back in, uh, was it last week's episode? Last Wednesday? (laughs) Predicting a release date of 2025. Yeah. And um, they just hired a lead producer. So, I mean, I don't think it's like as far out as Zara is saying, but I think it'll be like, it'll at least be next year at the earliest, like holiday at the earliest next year. What is going on right now with this game? So, it just announced that they got their, what, creative director, like, oh, not even two weeks ago. No, you're and- thinking of Ubisoft. They got a new lead producer. Their sorry, creative director's sorry. fine. Lead- so they just got the lead producer two weeks ago, and now the French, uh, of course it's the French. <laughs> Sake blue, JP. They know what we don't. <laughs> well, there goes all of our French listeners. <laughs> No, they're like, I don't talk like that. <laughs> if you speak French, please correct me in French, because I would love it. I took French in sixth grade. I did not do well. It's a beautiful language, even when you get yelled at in it. Anyway, to keep going with what I was saying, though, like, what is happening with this game? Why is it already being listed by a French retailer? Retailer. Now, we've seen stuff like this happen before, right? I mean, like, with Kingdom Hearts 3 being listed on Amazon six whole years before it was actually even put into production we all know how this goes but my question is why what is to be gained france chaos the clicks jp it's all for the clicks for the click i mean honestly because what else could it really be why would this be listed already when we're looking at i know the three of us all have different opinions of when this is going to drop but in my opinion the earliest we're going to see this is the spring of 2022 hmm (laughs) (laughs) whether or not i'm wrong it still just seems ridiculous to be listing the game out like this already especially zach you made the case for nintendo last week like they're not the kind of company who just like oh this game's coming without actually having any credibility to that statement so what's happening man oh you do listen when i talk (laughs) i'm sorry what was that all right with that being said metroid prime 4 coming this year definitely not all right sad sad zach noises inserted here Loss. All right. Next up, since I'm <laughs> sad, JP, let's play video games together. Yeah. Have you played Goats of Tsushima yet? Oh, fuck you, man. My backlog is huge. All right. Let's see what's going on with this. Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima Legends coming to PlayStation 4 fall of 2020. Now, what's interesting is we just got, um, you know, the last PlayStation event, not the incredibly awesome state of play that we got a couple months ago, but the event that came after that was talking a little bit more about how uh, Sony's going to keep on supporting what's going on with the PlayStation 4. And already they're announcing a new online cooperative multiplayer mode that's going to come as a free download. You heard that right. A free download Ooh. for the Ghost of Tsushima. Now, that is extremely exciting news. Like I said, I haven't gotten to the game yet. Obviously, I haven't been able to avoid all the spoilers that come along with it. But people have been super legitimately enjoying this game to an amazing degree. That's why I already think it's going to go down as one of the PlayStation greats. To see it come out with a cooperative multiplayer, I'm very excited. But at the same time, I'm also a little hesitant. And here's why. There's a lot of these really great, fantastic games 
um, that have phenomenal campaigns and phenomenal stories that sometimes just feel like they need to come out with some kind of multiplayer. And if they can make a good multiplayer that's fun, that's perfectly okay. But take The Last of Us, for example, they threw on a multiplayer just because like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's 2012, you gotta, or sorry, 2013, you gotta include a multiplayer with games. That's how it sells. And then it was poop. You've got one of the greatest PlayStation games of all time with the best story with a multiplayer that's poop. You two probably didn't even know that The Last of Us had a multiplayer. Who do you play as a multiplayer? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on in the multiplayer. <laughs> but what I do know is that it's not good. So, Ghost of Tsushima doing an online co cooperative multiplayer. That's fantastic. Make it good. <laughs> I don't yeah. make it fun. That's Definitely. all I ask. Because this is a good game. Like, you know, I hate Sony, but you can't deny that Ghost of Tsushima is like, it looks like, it looks amazing. I can't wait to play it when it comes to Switch in 14 years. So what are they actually planning on doing with this mode? Well, the first thing they've... Yes. Thanks, Zach. They're talking about wave-based survival missions, which I think sounds really cool. Um, there's a couple of different games that have experimented with this idea, but essentially from the sounds of it, rather Zombies, than... Zombies, JP. Zombies. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, is it's kind of going to be like more of a cooperative rather than like going against other people. More like the four of you cooperate to go into, to, you know, complete different tasks. I don't know exactly what that's going to entail yet. Did, did you fight Genghis Khan yet, JP? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he better be in this weight-based thing then. Well, it's kind of backtracking to what you said about multiplayer and like making it good. I, we've seen this time and time again, you know, uh, Bioshock 2 had a multiplayer. Uh, I think Mass Effect Andromeda had a multiplayer. And all these other games, um, like even a game that I talked about, uh, Blackside Area 51 or whatever, it just doesn't make sense. And so what I'm asking, and hopefully it's it rings true, is will the multiplayer stand the test of time? Because, yeah, a lot of people are playing this game right now. But two years from now, will there still be a multiplayer server or will it just phase, phase out with the fad of the game? Like, that's the the killer with these uh story driven games that add a multiplayer is how do you keep it fresh and keep, keep people playing it so hopefully they can do that i see exactly what you mean um the reason why i've got a little bit more faith in ghost of tsushima than i do with some of those other games that have included first of all uh this is gonna they're talking about giving this out for free obviously this game's probably gonna have more dlc that comes down um the future but I don't know. I think if they keep building upon the game and keep building upon the story mode, because they've already got something really special here. It sounds like they have a plan is the big thing. It sounds like they have a true plan for the kind of uh, online multiplayer that they want to have. And that gives me a lot of faith, because like I said, a lot of these PlayStation games just throw on the multiplayer because they feel like they have to, and it's never any good. I was going to say, this is kind of like the opposite. This is never really been done before except i guess shovel knight did it with the uh smash bros edition and shovel knight a uh, shout out to the people who play that game this game already has massive sales they're not squeezing this in to get more people to buy it this is more like a look how great this game's doing let's just throw in something nice for the fans that's kind of the vibe i'm getting for it um and these developers are just so enamored with the world they've already created they're like we don't want to leave yet let's make some more stuff for it let's make some more content and I think that's freaking cool. Like I said, they've got a plan. They've got something special on their hands. I say just keep rolling with it. 
if it works, it works. And Zach, you're right. I mean, uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is like the fastest selling for PlayStation exclusive that they've ever had. New IP. New IP. Thank you. And I don't know what the sales are currently, but just what they managed to sell in the first few days of this game alone, it's going to go up there. This game really deserves to have a good looking co-op. So I don't know. I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to see it. Like I said, I'm a little hesitant, but I'm always looking to be proven wrong. I'm excited that you're excited. I'm excited to move on, though, because F Sony. Right? Right, Zar? Yeah. All right. Speaking of Satan, I mean, Sony. Here is our next article. Demon Souls is looking to have the remake, which looks gorgeous, by the way, launch with the PS5. This this is a callback to an episode previously. We briefly mentioned it, I believe. And uh, I asked the question again, and we did confirm it that this is the prequel to Dark Souls and makes Dark Souls look like Hello Kitty Island's adventure. <gasps> I love Hello Kitty's Island Adventure. You're not going to like this game. It's so (laughs) fucking hard. (laughs) So was Hello Kitty's Island Adventure. (laughs) Those paw points don't earn themselves. So this is the one that I was like, I think it's a really cool thing for our viewers to know about, know that like they're trying to do it. Our listeners to uh, know about, but it's like, there's not really much to talk about here. Like, this is a great franchise. We hope it comes on PS5 uh, when it's launched, because the more games you have when a a console launches, the better it's going to do. You guys have any more thoughts you want to add on this, or why not? Why doesn't it go to Xbox? Where's <laughs> Xbox Love? Go back to your corner, Xbox guy. No, no. You know what? I was actually going to bring something like that up because. So what I think is interesting about this is that we kind of were talking last week about how losing Halo Infinite as a launch title is going to affect Xbox when it comes to uh, basically the sales between the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X. I made the comment that all it's going to take to really boost PlayStation here is to have a couple of really good IPs um, or just launch titles to kind of really make them the front runner and the breadwinner in this war here. And I think Demon's Souls is a pretty good title there. Oh, and Zart, do you want to know why it's not coming to Xbox? Why? Because it's licensed by Sony. What the fuck? I was going to say, because Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 through 3 are all on the PlayStation, the Xbox, and even the fucking Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's actually a funny story. Like, <laughs> they created Dark Souls because Sony wouldn't give up Demon Souls. Oh, I think I knew that. There was some yeah. sort of, like, copyright thing. They're like, what can we get away with here? And so, yeah. Yeah. They just kept printing money with this. I think it's all from software. They, they're pretty smart about that. Oh, yeah. No, I think I remember hearing that a few years ago, and that, that like, solidified my decision of not even purchasing a beaten-up old PlayStation 3. Anyway, so my uh, Nintendo crew, we're all just going to be sitting back eating popcorn watching Sony beat up Xbox again. This sucks. <laughs> I know, buddy, but hey, it's okay. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter because I wouldn't touch this game anyway. <laughs> Do you guys want to see more billionaire companies beating each other up? Do I? As long as it's not an Xbox. So currently, Apple has just, um, as according to a tweet, uh, Apple has removed Fortnite from the App Store and has informed Epic that on Friday, August 28th, Apple will terminate all other developer accounts and cut epic off from ios and mac development tools 
Holy shit. That story is developing. I'm so glad we covered it last week because it was really interesting. And we damn well knew that it was going to continue to unfold. And so this is even funnier that Apple retaliated in such an iron fist way. I imagine that Android is going to follow suit in very, very soon, right? Right. You'd have to think. And I'm just laughing my butt off because uh, Fortnite's trying to play like the sympathy card right here. Like, oh, we're just a small business. It's like, no, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> you're making tons of money. Like, come on. And on the quote further down, and this is from Epic, and they say, we are asking the court to stop this retaliation. Really? You knew you played this game way too far. And now you can't fold your cards. You're like, you're in this for the long haul now. Whatever happens, happens, Epic. Good fucking luck. Exactly. Like, you can't go back on all the things you've done. You've done some petty ass shit over the last two to three weeks. And you're Especially finally- that Apple 1984. Yeah, or- 1984. Yeah, 1984 commercial. Like, really? How did you think Apple was going to respond to that? <laughs> I mean, you're playing such a dangerous game when you're messing with the Goliath that is Apple and thinking that it was going to go in your favor. I don't know what's going on with Epic. I don't know what they're thinking. Tony is like Satan. Apple is like super Satan. This is like super hell you're fucking with right now, right? You don't mess with that. <laughs> That's Yeah, exactly. It's just what are these people thinking? It's anymore? like Satan's older brother is beaten up epic right now just like hey what you what what are you doing don't be stupid <laughs> <laughs> look at this first comment it's amazing how many people in this thread seem emotionally invested in this let the two companies duke it out i don't know i think this is super interesting to talk about right and i'm totally in that but if you're really like on one of these teams stop being on one of their teams like none of them have your best interest at heart right now they're just fighting over tit for tat sense at this point no, exactly. And it's just like, I feel like I'm SpongeBob in that gif where he's eating his own arms. Just watching this all unfold. <laughs> I don't know, because like, I don't have a true dog in this race. I have an iPhone. I don't give a shit about the Apple iStore. I don't give a shit about Epic being super petty, but I think it's fun to talk about. Oh, absolutely. And it's really fun to watch. This is why people watch wrestling. This is it right here. It's just one SmackDown after the next. <laughs> Now, where I think this is interesting, I mean, obviously, with Epic creating Fortnite, it's a huge game. It's been a huge phenomenon, and it's a huge deal. But it's really creating, you know, this new precedent of, like, if there is another company that comes up with, quote-unquote, the next big thing and goes from rags to riches really quick, the precedent is now set on what's going to happen if they try and just play their own game and bypass these stores for mobile gaming, you're going to get the SmackDown. Like I said, even though I think that Fortnite is like one of the biggest games that, you know, ever, even right now, even years after its release, whatever ends up coming up next as the next up and and comer afterwards, I doubt this is going to happen again because now we've set the precedent that Apple will mess you up. Epic is not the first video game company to approach the mobile market. Like, Bethesda, they had uh, Fallout Shelter and they had microtransactions within Fallout Shelter and they played Apple's game. So why can't Epic? I mean, this is just the precedent that has been set. You know, Apple and Android basically own this market and 
if they want 30%, that's how they make money for putting apps that can be available for everybody worldwide, then that's the price you pay because nothing in life is free, especially success. The more people that download it, yeah, you're not gonna be making as much money. In fact, you're gonna be making 30% less money, but you're still making all that, that 70% more than if you weren't on the mobile market. And so they're gonna feel that hit. They're gonna feel that whole 100% of losses coming up in the near future. With that, will you let us know on social media, are you team Epic Games, team Apple, or team Chaos? <laughs> team Chaos! God, we're starting like a Twilight deal here. <laughs> what team are you? I'm team Edward. <laughs> I'm team Brazil. Because our next thing is about Nintendo Switch is coming to Brazil. Did you guys know that Nintendo Switch wasn't in Brazil? I actually did not, but I'm kind of getting the feeling that the Switch is like an invasive species at this point, just invading every country. <laughs> so what's happening in Brazil where they didn't have access to the Nintendo Switch, right? Despite being one of the largest gaming markets in the world, Nintendo exited Brazil altogether in 2015 due to the country's high tariffs on electronics. Oh, oh my God. The more you know, JP Nice. Since then, fans have had to rely on expensive third-party retailers and importing to acquire new Nintendo products, including the Switch. Wow. I didn't realize there was such a high tariff to import electronics to Brazil. And it must have been a pretty high tax if, like, Nintendo was literally just like, ah, oh, we don't even want to touch this market. Yeah, apparently. And so my next question is, why did Nintendo finally feel like shelling the extra coin? Or was a deal struck where they could get switches in cheap, I guess? So let me tell you a dark time. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was 2015. The Wii U has sold maybe 10 million. There were lots of sad Nintendo boys. <laughs> Nintendo was not making very much money. <laughs> no, they weren't. So I figured back then they were like, we best cut our losses. If we're not making much money in North America, we're not going to make much money in South America. So let's not pay the tariffs and lose more money if we don't need to. And that's absolutely fair. <laughs> Thanks for making me relive that year. <laughs> But okay, but with the Switch and all of its success, because we have talked about this time and time again on this podcast, just how successful the Switch has been. Basically digging N Nintendo out of a giant hole. Tell me again, how successful is it? Very, very, very successful. Mm. <laughs> successful <laughs> enough to go to Brazil, I guess, but... <laughs> uh, like, oh, you got Brazil money. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I legitimately did not even know that this was a problem, so. And I'm glad you looked up the reason because that's a legitimate reason. Like we could crack jokes about it, but like, I'm glad we know the facts. And hey, to everyone out there in Brazil, come get your Mario. <laughs> and then come get your game tea. <laughs> yeah, come get both. No, get your game tea, then get your Mario. All right, because we, we at game tea and we're keeping it real. I think we do have a couple Brazil listeners. So to those people who listen to us in Brazil, here's your shout out. Hey, what up, Brazil? <laughs> what up, Brazil? Thank you. You guys rock. Have fun with your switches. <laughs> I know I'm the crazy Nintendo guy. I know it. I know it. But this time I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, here we go. According to GameSpeak, we're due for an Nintendo Direct this Friday. And now hold on. I know what you've oh, been yeah. saying. Oh, I know what you've been saying. Oh, whatever, dude. Are we? Right. Now, listen, I know I've been wrong 
twice. That's just twice. Think about it. I could be 33.3% correct right now. Are you guys ready for that? I'm ready for that. So you're saying there's a chance. Can we just talk about before this podcast started, we were getting Nintendo Directs every three months. Ever since we started this gosh damn Direct, I have gotten one podcast or one Nintendo Direct <laughs> a year. What the hell, guys? That's a funny coincidence. That's a funny coincidence. Now that you say that, <laughs> that's why I started this. That's why I was like, oh, I love talking about Nintendo Directs. Okay, but let me clarify: correlation does not equal causation here. Shut up, we dude. Started this. <laughs> the goddamn pandemic broke out. That is also a valid point. That's just poor foresight on our part. Twitter hot takes: Did the Game Tea podcast start COVID nineteen? don't you start that conspiracy theory don't you put that evil on me ricky bobby there's probably (laughs) already a website out there about that and we haven't even posted this episode yet well you know what they say no such thing as bad publicity (laughs) hey that's a callback look at us you say that until people knock on your door it's the guys who started the pandemic we only told them where zara lives man we're we're good we're good ah crap we put their name (laughs) down for the checks uh, have fun, Zara. Uh, have we got any checks yet? Wait, we're getting paid? Who's getting paid? JP, stay in your dungeon. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so, Nintendo Direct this Friday, August 28th, or so I guess you guys will be watching this. Oh, would they be watching this too late, JP? Well, they would be listening to it, but I think it would be out. Let us know if I was right or not. If I was wrong, it was JP's fault. What? <laughs> Hold up. I, no, no. <laughs> Throat punches for JP. I don't yeah. want throat punches. Listen, you can't just guess that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct every week and then finally. I wrote- didn't guess. I didn't guess. Was it your reliable source from last time <laughs> with the eight minute direct? Okay, now see, that still counts. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't one I don't know. It is, it's Jeff Grubb. Okay. Jeff Grubb said it. And Jeff Grubb is pretty fire at this shit. All right. Okay, just let me have this, guys. I want this. All right, man. Jeez, just relax. All right, I'm relaxed. Are you guys good? I'm good. (laughs) And for what it's worth, I mean, the indies world was really, really good. And we've gotten a couple of announcements from Nintendo for like Pikmin and Metroid. So it hasn't been all doom and gloom. I I just have a feeling that they're going to keep on the train of Twitter and, you know, just releasing these little bits at a time and keep doing the eight minute directs. I I don't know what's going to cause the change in motion, but I I don't think it's going to change. Sorry, listen, listen, (laughs) (laughs) your ideas don't line up with mine. So I'm mad at you. I want you to stop right now. I want you to stop. (laughs) We're going to cool off here. All right. Zar, do you see what you see? What I'm doing here. You're picking up one, throwing down. We're gonna cool off here. Ooh, I catch the segue, and we're gonna start a cold war with Black Ops, Call of Duty. Oh my God, guys, I hate Call of Duty. Like, I, I, I missed the train. Did you guys get on the Call of Duty chain? I played a lot of Call of Duty back in the day. Like, I started with Big Red One, and then played up to like Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, did a little bit with the multiplayer, but I had a pretty heavy investment until the. Basically, fan base got way too toxic for me and just everything went to chaos. And JP, I know you play with your dad. Like, I know this is kind of like a fun thing for you. It was such a it was almost a fever dream to think of at this point. Like, just remembering my dad, how big of a Call of Duty fan he is, because it was even before the multiplayer. He really loved the story modes of like all the PlayStation 2 Call of Duties. I can't for the life of me remember like what they were called, Call of Duty, blah, blah, blah. But then Modern Warfare 2 came around, which was like my introduce my introduction into Call of Duty, period, like from playing the campaign for myself. 
And then that was his introduction for multiplayer, and we just played all the time. We had such a good time with Modern Warfare 2, but yeah, after that it dropped off, and since then I've just seen Call of Duty used as nothing more than a money-grubbing tactic, so I haven't really been excited for another Call of Duty game since. Right, it's just been zombie games after the next, and... Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's been no original ideas for quite a while. But Zach, you're excited about this one, and I want to hear why. Yeah, so, yeah, totally missed the train. Like, I just literally never had, I had an Xbox 360, but I, like, only played my Nintendo Wii because I'm weird. And so I saw this Black Ops trailer, and I got goosebumps listening to it. I'm like, I really want to play this game now because they have, like, this really engrossing story focusing on, like, the Pegasus, which is some spy who had Western intelligence to give to the Russians. And it's all about that conflict with the arms race. And I really hope that they um, they pursue a really strong story mode with this. This isn't just a teaser for something that's not going to do anything. It's just going to be multiplayer. Because um, I would play the shit out of this campaign. It sounds like really fun. Right? If, if Call of Duty would refresh their campaign and story mode, I would jump right back on that bandwagon. Because that is why I got into Call of Duty. Is because it's a fun war game. And that's that's basically it. You know, you're just a soldier in a historical war that's been very fictionized. And, you know, when you've done when you've covered every single war, because Call of Duty pretty much has done that and even made up a couple wars of their own. (laughs) You got to make up wars for advanced warfare. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do next? You go to a non war. But that's actually really cool because like this was more of a war of espionage. So I assume that there's going to be a lot of stealth, a lot of tactics, and, you know, a lot of over overall espionage military work. And so that looks like it's going to be really fun and a new revitalization for the COD series. I might actually pick up a COD game for the first time in like 10 years. Yeah, no joke. And hopefully this, like, they do make some stuff that just like shit eventually does actually hit the fan. Like, because the Cold War, like, I mean, like... Not a lot happened, you know what I mean? Like, not a lot of action, thank God. Well, not a lot happened that we know about. You I know, mean, just cut that. I'm going to sound real stupid right now. You know, just cut that out. Just, editing guy, please don't. Don't make yourself <laughs> Cut. <laughs> cut. Cut. But no, it's, it's, it looks like it's going to be super cool because there's so much you could do with the Cold War. Because who knows all the shenanigans that happened between those two powerhouse world leaders. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for it. That's all I can say is I'm hyped. The Eskimos know. <laughs> the Eskimos know. They're hiding something. I know it. <laughs> Their northern lights tell them all. Who would just choose to live there? They're hiding something. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is our quick news and half-baked takes. What do you guys think? They were half-baked takes already. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't wrong about the half-baked part. Definitely half-baked. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it recently that, you know, we cover four to six articles on the Wednesday episodes and usually do a fun segment. But that's not all the interesting news that's out there. That's just the tip of the iceberg that we cover. And so it's really cool to get these smaller articles that there's really not much to say about, but to hide Or stuff we already covered. Yeah, or stuff we already covered. I mean, like, look, we got new developments with Apple and Epic. I can't wait to see where that goes in the future. So this was awesome. Well, well thought, Zach. Even though it was half-baked, 
Well thought. <laughs> As I'm saying this, um, DC just released a trailer for that Gotham Knights game we were talking about. Oh. So, like, I mean, we're, we're trying to keep up with the news and keep you guys in the loop. Hopefully you don't mind that this kind of came off as a cluster, but I really was working on my segues on it, so I hope you guys can appreciate that. <laughs> I thought the segues were pretty good. Zach's famous segues. <laughs> but as always, let us know what you think on the Twitter. We are always looking for feedback and uh, try not to hurt Zach's feelings too much. Yeah, I'm a baby. And which team are you, Apple or Epic? Or Team Edward. <laughs> That's <laughs> been done. Team Edward. It's been done. And if you are Team Jacob, go jump off a bridge. <laughs> it's the bridge I'm falling on you, JP. <laughs> Team Jacob for life. Team J. Oh, no. It made Our the bridge fall on you for having an actual opinion about Twilight. That's it. That's it. Cut to, <laughs> cut to, cut to commercial. Cut to commercial. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye.